Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we continue with the book of Mark. This is our second devotion in the book of Mark. In yesterday's devotion, I got a little bit diverted on being filled with the Holy Spirit, which comes up at the end of yesterday's text. And I trust that was beneficial for whoever needed to hear it. But I want to make some more introductory remarks about the book of Mark as we dig further into this today. So we're going to be in chapter 1, verses 9 and following. But before I dive into that, just a note on the purpose of Mark. You remember in Matthew, his primary audience was Jewish people and he was trying to connect dots to the Old Testament and prophecies that the Jewish people would have been familiar with to show them that Jesus is the Messiah, the one who was prophesied to come, to sit on David's throne, to deliver people from their sin, etc., etc. The book of Mark has a different audience. And again, Mark is a compilation of the eyewitness testimony of Peter, the apostle. Mark is a guy who took Peter's eyewitness accounts and compiled them in what is the book of Mark. But we could largely think of Mark as the gospel of Peter, because these are Peter's accounts. But Mark's audience is largely Gentiles, people who are not Jewish, people who do not have familiarity with the Old Testament per se. So when necessary, Mark kind of familiarizes Gentiles with the Jewish customs that are important for them to understand, so they can see that the coming of Jesus is the culmination of God's work with Israel and the entire world. And as I said yesterday, Matthew and Luke are closely related to Mark. Scholars believe that Matthew and Luke both took a lot of the initial content from Mark, it being the earliest of the four Gospels. And we'll see today that the layout of Mark follows the pattern of the layout of Matthew. However, Mark blows through some of the details that Matthew elaborates more on. And that's one of the benefits of reading these Gospels in tandem. There are many parallel texts, many texts that are in two or three or even four of the Gospels, but you get a little bit different nuance, a little bit different detail in each one. And when you put them all on top, of each other, you can get a pretty full understanding of the high points of what Scripture is trying to communicate to us, as I have called it, as the Cliff's Notes of God's redemptive plan, so that we can know what God wants us to know and be equipped with what He wants us to be equipped with, so that we can live lives that represent Him in the world well. Let's dive into chapter 1, verse 9, the baptism of Jesus. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when He came up out of the water, immediately He saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Now, I don't know that I'm going to be able to tie you back to every text or every former daily dose devotion that we've done in Matthew that ties to Mark, but I'm going to try to do that in today's text because Matthew gives a little bit more detail on the baptism of Jesus. You can hear more about that in episode 460, that's Matthew 3, 13 through 17. By the way, one of the things I love about the baptism of Jesus is that is one of the places that we see all three persons of the Trinity present at the same time. The Son, Jesus of course, being baptized, the Spirit descending on him like a dove, and the Father's voice coming from heaven telling everybody this is his Son with whom he is well pleased. As I mentioned a couple days ago in the last devotion of the book of Matthew, the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but it's clear that there is one God that is comprised of three different persons, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We see that again there. 
verse 12, the temptation of Jesus. By the way, there's a podcast, episode 461, that covers Matthew 4, 1 through 11, which is a lot more content than we have here about the temptation of Jesus in Matthew's account. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. Amazing. The Spirit drove Jesus into temptation, angels ministering to him, and for whatever reason, Mark doesn't see fit to elaborate on that with the detail that Matthew does. And so we move on to the beginning of Jesus' ministry in verse 14. Now after John was arrested, that's John the Baptist, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So already, just a few verses into Mark 1, we are into the ministry of Jesus Christ. And when I look back to Matthew for the parallel text, I noticed that we didn't even do a devotion on that text, Matthew 4, verses 12 through 17. I thought about going back and fixing that. I'm not gonna. It's just human error, and so you're gonna have to study that more in Matthew if that's what you want to do. But the point is, but the point is that Jesus is saying, here I am, the kingdom of God is at hand. In Matthew, the terminology was the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and your response to that is to repent of your sins and believe in the gospel. What's the gospel? The gospel is the good news. That's what it means. Good news of Jesus Christ. And we're gonna find out, as we've talked about hundreds of times on here, that that refers to this new covenant where we can be forgiven, we can be reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ. We can receive his righteousness, the perfection that God requires us to have if we're going to be in communion with him. We can have the penalty for sin that God requires to have paid, Mark paid, on our account because of Jesus' death, which was the sufficient penalty for sin. We can live victorious in his resurrection through faith in Jesus Christ by believing in the gospel. By the way, you notice that the pace of Mark is a lot faster, at least at the beginning, than Matthew or Luke. It is the shortest of the four Gospels. And I keep mentioning Matthew and Luke with Mark because these three are viewed as synoptic Gospels, very similar to each other. The Gospel of John, no less valid, no less God's Word, but is pretty different in the sense that it doesn't draw from Mark the way that it seems Luke and Matthew do. Anyway, we're all becoming Bible scholars through this, and I hope that the Lord is using all of this to bless you, encourage you, build you up in His Word so that you're more bold, more passionate, more committed to Jesus Christ and whatever God's calling you to do wherever you're at to represent him and build his kingdom. And God bless all of us in that, right? Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.